who was Sergei Prokofiev? A brash rebel bent on smashing musical traditions or a fundamentally conservative composer who extended the legacy of classical masters into the 20th century? A warm human being who loved children and laughter or a self-centered egotist who put his work before everything? Prokofiev was in fact all these things and more. A complex personality, he lived through one of the most tumultuous periods in modern history. He was a brilliant intellect with wide-ranging interests, but above all, Prokofiev was an exceptional musician, a superb pianist and the composer of some of the most distinctive and appealing music of the 20th century. Hello, this is Gerard Schwartz, and on this edition of Musically Speaking, we'll delve into the life and work of Sergei Prokofiev. We'll examine his compositional style and the traits that make Prokofiev's music unmistakably his own. And we'll take a detailed look at three of his most popular compositions. The first, or classical symphony, the third piano concerto, and the ballet Romeo and Juliet. Prokofiev's life and career straddled the great upheavals that transformed the imperial Russia of the Tsars into the great social experiment that was the Soviet Union. As if these two societies were not different enough, Prokofiev also spent a crucial 15-year period living in the United States and Western Europe. In certain respects, he felt at home in none of these places. Pre-revolutionary Russia seemed to lack the sophistication to appreciate the advanced music Prokofiev wanted to write. So, like his compatriots Stravinsky and Rachmaninoff, he left home to make his mark abroad. Years later, he felt impelled to return to his native country and found it transformed almost beyond recognition. Prokofiev tried to work within the Soviet system, but clearly underestimated the difficulty of that task. The considerable success he achieved in the Soviet Union was tempered by significant difficulties. Prokofiev was born in the Russian village of Sonsovka in April of 1891. His father served as manager of a large estate, and his mother played the piano well enough to perform Beethoven and Chopin. Prokofiev remembered, At night, I often fell asleep to the strains of a sonata being played four rooms away. Prokofiev's mother provided his first music lessons in a way that fostered his creativity. She believed that a child should be kept interested and not repelled by tiresome scales and exercises, the future composer recalled years later. She allowed me to play a great number of compositions and discuss them with me, encouraging me to say why I liked or disliked one piece or another. I learned to form independent judgments at a very early age. Soon, he was writing pieces on his own, the earliest being a waltz and a march composed at age six. When he was eight, Prokofiev visited Moscow with his parents. The operas and ballets he saw there impressed him so deeply that upon his return home, young Sergei announced that he was going to compose an opera of his own. Despite his mother's incredulity, he did just that, concocting both plot and music. It gave the budding composer a lifelong taste for theatrical music. When he was 11, Prokofiev began lessons in harmony and music theory that seemed quite senseless to the young composer. He later recalled, I wanted to compose operas full of marches, storms, and blood-curdling scenes, and instead I got saddled with all sorts of tiresome rules. At 13, his parents sent him to the conservatory in St. Petersburg, then one of the finest music schools in the world. Here the rebellious side of Prokofiev's nature emerged full-blown. He bridled at the unimaginative textbook courses in harmony and counterpoint. Even the class in orchestration taught by the great Rimsky-Kosakoff left him cold, although Prokofiev greatly admired the composer's music. 
The traditional outlook of the conservatory faculty provoked Prokofiev to ever more audacious experiments. He added extraneous notes to familiar chords to produce novel effects, resolved to dissonant harmonies in unusual ways, and ventured unconventional orchestrations. In doing so, he often exasperated his teachers. Prokofiev remembered one of his instructors exclaiming, I do not understand why you bother to study with me. Go to Richard Strauss. Go to Debussy. This was, Prokofiev added, like saying, go to the devil. Still, Prokofiev learned much during his years in St. Petersburg. He grew progressively more competent and assured as a composer and matured into an outstanding pianist. The major compositions of Prokofiev's conservatory years were his first and second piano concertos. The first was received without incident, but the second caused a furor when it was premiered in September 1913. Half the audience hissed, Prokofiev recalled later, and the other half applauded. The critics were equally divided on this adventurous composition, with its daring use of dissonances and gleaming orchestration. The composer enjoyed the controversy, relishing his role as the enfant terrible of Russian music. Prokofiev graduated from the St. Petersburg Conservatory in the spring of 1914 at the age of 23. He visited London, Paris, and other cities in Western Europe, where he came into contact with leading figures of the modernist movement. Among those he met were Sergei Diaghilev, the visionary impresario of the Russian Ballet Company in Paris, and his chief protege, Igor Stravinsky. After 1915, the intensification of the First World War forced Prokofiev to remain at home. As the only son of a widowed mother, he was exempt from military service, so he continued to pursue his career as Russia careened toward catastrophe. February 1917 brought the first of the revolutionary convulsions that shook the country to its foundation. Faced with famine, a string of military disasters, and a ruling aristocracy that seemed indifferent to their suffering, Russia's workers and peasants rose up against the Tsar, and most of the army joined in mutiny. Prokofiev was in St. Petersburg at the time, but did not participate in the uprising. He never showed any real interest in politics, and now remained strangely oblivious to the turmoil that was enveloping his country. During the summer of 1917, as the moderate Social Democrats struggled with Lenin's communists for control of the government, Prokofiev went to a spa far to the south in the Caucasus Mountains, where his mother was vacationing. All the while, he worked on his compositions, the most important of which was his first symphony. 